Welcome to Honestly Haunted. Honestly Haunted. We're your hosts, Erin Grogan and Abby Chowning. This week, we're headed to Croatia to talk about a place that is potentially so haunted, it's been trying to be sold for years and no one will buy it. We're talking about Daxa Island. Daxa is a small island in the Adriatic Sea near Dubrovnik. It was first inhabited in the 1200s as a Franciscan monastery, and it was built on the island in 1281, dedicated to St. Sabina. The island was also a popular refuge for sailors who would get caught in storms off the coast. A lighthouse was erected on the island in 1873. For a while, the island was a small, beautiful place home to peace and refuge. In the 17th century, the famous poet Ivan Gundelik spent time there and wrote his poem, The Tears of the Prodigal Son, while on the island. So what changed that took this island from inspirational to desolate? Well, that change happened in 1944, when the island was home to a vicious and bloody massacre. After World War I, Serbia held quite a bit of power in the Union of Yugoslavia, and this rendered quite a few Croatians very unhappy. During the Balkan takeover by the Nazis in World War II, Hitler used this as a ploy to build up a fascist following and support within Croatia. Croatia then became a powerful puppet state that was ruled under what was called Ustasa, and as a result, Serbians, Roma, Jewish people, and other minorities were brutally persecuted during this time in Croatia. At least 450,000 victims to massacres and concentration camps can be counted among those that Ustasa was in charge of. After the Nazi defeat, local resistance forces, known as the Partisans, came to power. While in general, their anti-Nazi sentiments were seen as a good thing, and they preached tolerance, their tolerance and sympathy did not extend to former Nazi and Nazi sympathizers. Again, not really a bad thing on paper, but what to keep in mind here is that while we should all be anti-Nazi, we should also generally still believe in things like justice and trials to... Proof, Nazism, proof, all all of those things. Proof is good. Exactly. Proof is good. So not vigilante unless you're Taylor and you're drawing your cat eye sharp enough to kill a man. (laughs) She gets a pass, She does get a pass. The problem that arose from the partisans began when people in this group began to take justice, quote unquote, into their own hands instead of any fair or just procedure. So the partisans entered Dubrovnik in October of 1944. And they arrested more than 300 suspected Nazi collaborators, including a local priest and Dubrovnik's own mayor. On October 24th, 53 of these men were rowed out to Daxa Island and executed. Their bodies were left strewn across the island, unburied and left to rot. The partisans handed out flyers with the names of 35 of the victims to people living in Dubrovnik. The flyer said, in the name of the people of Yugoslavia. 
Now, these men had received no trial or any opportunity to defend themselves or prove that they hadn't actually been involved with the Nazis. And in fact, most of these men had no proof of actual collaboration, but had, in fact, spoken out against the partisans movement. Ah, see, that's... That's where they get you. Exactly. So it seemed that the punishment may have really been for being against the partisans rather than Nazi collaborations. Three of the men who were killed on the island were Franciscan monks, and they were stripped down before being forced to dig their own shallow graves. Further, the partisans warned the citizens of Dubrovnik not to look for the bodies of their friends and family who were killed, warning that if they did, they would receive a similar fate. And this worked in keeping people away from the island. It was not even allowed to be publicly discussed until the Croatian parliamentary elections of 1990. Up until this point, it was also illegal to step foot on the island. In 2009, forensic scientists were able to visit the island to begin recovering the bodies. Bodies and bones were identified and given proper burials. 54 people in total were found, and a little more than half were able to be identified and named. It's believed that there may be more bodies that haven't yet been found, as there have been many subsequent killings done by the partisans during their reign. Among the bodies and remains found, rosaries and crosses were discovered, and some remains had wire coiled around their limbs. The skulls often had two or three bullet holes, and their victims were between the ages of 20 and 70. This tragedy has aroused quite a bit of superstition around the island, and we can't exactly blame folks for being wary of a place that had rotting corpses strewn about for half a century. At the time of the massacre, the lighthouse keeper and his family lived on the island. The partisans had the family removed right before the massacre and had them stay on the mainland for 17 days. After returning, they were then removed once more for 10 more days. This removal has also led more people to believe that the massacre might not have been the only one. The family lived on the northern part of the island, and the site of the massacre was on the south end, meaning the family generally stayed away from the bodies from the air <clears throat> stayed away from the bodies in the area where the massacre took place. Despite that, the family told people that they heard screams at night coming from the south part of the island. Whether that was real and they were from the other murders, or they were screams of restless ghosts, couldn't be said. The children of the family reported that they began to see human hands sticking out of the ground while playing on the island, and they ran from the area to tell their parents. The family, unsurprisingly, did not stay long after the massacre. Faced with threats from the partisans about staying quiet about what actually happened and the unearthly terrors that they had to face living on the island, the family left and the lighthouse became abandoned, as did the island itself. Even after the 90s, when it was legal to discuss, citizens of Dubrovnik did not want to go near or speak about Doxa. They believed it was haunted by the blood shed on its soil. If you visit today, you can visit islands near Dubrovnik on several tours, but each of them avoid Doxa entirely. In numerous reports read online about people trying to get ships to take them there, the captains would say no. 
Those who agreed would stay on the boat and tell the passengers not to bring back a curse or ghosts with them, refusing to let any of their crew members go on land with the visitors. One such visitor actually had a potential encounter with a murder victim's ghost. And she said, here's her quote, I am trying to consume every smell, sight, and sound the island has to offer, when suddenly I feel a burning sensation running across my back. I jerk backwards, expecting to see my friend taunting me, but he's not there. I call to him and he appears at the main path junction, waving me to hurry back to the boat. When I reach him, I ask him to inspect the back of my shirt for a bee or a spider that could have bit me. Nothing. The burning intensifies, so I lift my shirt and ask my friend if I have a visible bug bite. No bug bite, but three scratches. Is this a ghostly victim reaching out or seeking revenge? To this day, no one has been held accountable for the Daxa massacre, and these victims may be seeking the justice they were never provided in life. The curse that her ship's captain warned about may have also actually followed them back. After returning to their ship, over the next four days, they had a series of misfortunes that continued until they had a blessing done on the ship with holy water. Ten minutes after leaving Daxa, they had a near collision with another ship. One of the group members was later stung by a wasp, and later a boy stepped on a sea urchin. The next day, they discovered that they had a stowaway on the boat. Now, the stowaway was a drunk young girl, but the girl had no clothes. Oh. Just a very strange incident indeed. And then a crew member gets metal lodged in their finger. Then two people step on glass. Another bee bite, but now this time with someone who's allergic and an ER visit is needed. Another boy split his toe open. And at this point, the captain demanded holy water to bless the boat. After the blessing, all strange bad occurrences stopped. It could have been a coincidence, but... It's very strange, nonetheless. Yeah. So this island has been put up for sale quite a few times. In 2013, it was listed for 2 million euros, which is actually pretty cheap for a full private island. But of course, that's because nobody wants to buy it. The island remains uninhabited today. And with its ghastly history, or should we say ghostly history, it begs the question, would you want to go to Croatia's ghost island? I don't know. I did. Mm. I have I, a hard time with islands. There's like no escape. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> normally I would be all for it, but this place literally just had corpses strewn about yeah. for over half a century. Mm-hmm. And I do not blame the people of Croatia for not wanting to go there because mm. that's incredibly unsettling. Very. And... The fact is, is that, like, people rode in boats past it knowing, or or maybe not knowing, you know, it wasn't, it, before 1990, there were probably people who didn't know, because there were people being threatened not to talk about it and all of that kind of stuff. Right. But after that, I mean, there, there's, the, it's almost like an unspoken secret, and I can't imagine knowing there's at least 50 corpses just right over there yeah. that are I guess, just laying there. I guess not anymore, because in 2009, they were able right. to come get them. But right. still, that would be enough to yeah, be like... Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about from, like, ni- I'm talking about from 1944 Onward. until 2009. Like, yeah. Like, that is a very long period of time to have just corpses and remains just yeah. there. And I think, I mean, about it being so 
I mean, it's an island, so it's close to the water, and then just, like, seeing, like, wildlife on the island, like, knowing that, like, just seeing birds circle, and you knowing, like, they're after those bodies. Like, that just... just, I didn't even think about that. Because you can pretty much see the island from the mainland. Yeah. Like, it's not... It's it's removed, but it's not super far off the coast. And when... No, it's not. It's pretty close. And, And could you imagine it being 1944, you have a missing family member... And you know they're over there. And you see those birds <clears throat> every day and you can't do anything about it. Yeah. That's that's haunting whether that or not whether or not horrible. our or whatever our verdict ends up being on this. Yeah. That that itself that is, is horrible. Is horrible and haunting and I'm sure left a very and probably not even like that. Like there are probably still generations, like relatives of, oh, uh, yeah. of people who There who, are who died in and, are, like, and there are ever since it kind of became um more known and talked about and like they were able to start identifying people with the remains and everything family members like descendant family members have come forward and said you know there was literally no nazi sympathization here like they have like been Mm -hmm. said there's nothing like this they were outspoken against the partisans and they were killed for no reason essentially yeah yeah, so uh, such a dark part of world history anyway coming out of World War II and like there's not there there are tons of stories like this where yeah. at, following World War II I think there's there's one that happened in um in Prague in Terezin that mm-hmm. when the the um concentration camps were like taken over um Prague was um uh what's the word um not taken over uh liberated sorry was liberated by the um by the soviets like in the in the right. deal like the americans got to liberate some places but the not right. the soviets wanted others because they wanted it to be part of the soviet, the soviet union, union. Yeah. um but when they went to terrorism it was like um cholera or yellow fever had broken out and so they oh. like closed all the nazi guards in the prison cells and they were also scared of getting sick that they just left them <gasps> and they just oh were left God. to starve and i mean and these were like actual nazis right and but yeah but still. I mean, and that's like that's the part that is that is kind of hard for me because at the end of the day like nazis are bad yeah <laughs> there's no question about that um that being said like i do think it it becomes difficult to figure out like that gray space in between of like what type of punishment fits that crime and what mm-hmm. makes us able to be the ones to dole that out and what is the difference between those things and and you know i think it's just like it's all of those blurry things that come to light when you talk about power mm-hmm. and control and being in power and i do think like it's and, really yeah. sad to hear some of these stories that have come post you know post world war ii where people used some of that anti like some of this like oh we've changed rhetoric in order to do some not cool things like oh we're the good guys because we weren't those guys exactly it's like like, nope justification for what they did because they're not yeah and it's like that yeah great good on you for not being a nazi but you still did something other bad things yeah Yeah. where's the due process where's the and it's like I, I mean, I there are some cases where I don't feel this way, but I would say like people who, who were thought to be sympathizers of, of Nazi affiliation or whatever 
should be allowed due process, like, to prove it. Yeah, I think, like, there's, there's certain, certain things where you're like, yeah, absolutely, there is no doubt in my mind, like, you are a terrible, horrible Nazi person. Like, yeah, absolutely, there are, there were horrific, horrific things that happened, and they deserve all of the things that came to them. Yeah. But it does become more complicated when you start talking about citizens of a Mm -hmm. place. And I'm not saying this to alleviate anybody's sympathy or anything like that. But I do think there's more gray area when it comes down to like people trying to live in a place that is occupied. Mm -hmm. Um, and, 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 and like living their life, but not being a political person or not being a soldier, but mm-hmm. just living in a place that is occupied does, I think, have complications to it. It's gotta. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it has to, like, there's, that brings up all sorts of things about privilege and what you, uh, yeah, it's, it, it becomes more complicated. And, um, and I also think it's, it's also difficult because like, up until this was really kind of unearthed, the partisans were seen as heroes. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that they shouldn't be anymore. I'm sure there are some people in this group who were only doing what was good and what was right. Like, or had the goal had of the doing right those things. Goals yeah. in mind. But clearly, there were also people who took it to vigilanteism and took it to the extreme. And, and as took a power it. grab. Exactly. That's that's the part that I think you can't ignore. Yeah. It was a power grab, and they used threats. And, and fear. They and used fear. fear so they were literally it. no better than the Nazis. Yeah. I mean, they still maintained their power through fear, through oppression. It was just... A different way. They lived long enough to see themselves become the villain. Yeah, I mean, exactly. But, yeah. But yeah. Who are the judges and juries of our time? The judges, judges and, and juries! juries. <laughs> That's what I have to think of. But yeah, it's just, yeah, what a... But I think of the, some of the conspiratorial side of it, which is always always catches our attention um of like that more massacres were taking place that were not as public yes. because they moved the lighthouse family yes which, why like, would you move them a second time like there's you- being on being on a remote island there's like a number one thing that i wouldn't want to hear if i knew i'm like me and my family are the only people Screams. on this island and it's screaming yeah. disembodied Absolutely. screaming and whether or not like you know what if i have the if what if it was both like what if yeah. like they were witnessing from afar more massacres and then the sounds of those restless spirits on the wind which that's not uncommon like people have have talked about like the like a lot of people get a lot of a sense of peace listening to waves crash like and and i i think i do too but a lot of people had and there's there's a a phenomenon there's a word for it of hearing voices from the sea really yeah there's i I just saw one i can't remember what it's called but um there's a famous one it's called uh, julia or whatever and it's the sound it was like one of the loudest sounds that a, a lot of people claim to hear yelled by the sea really yeah oh I, my and God. i don't know if it's called something um but it's like a weird weird sound like google it if, if you've not heard it before but it's like this there's several accounts of the sea talking and yelling and some people click it sounds kind of almost like whale song but it's so much louder are you looking it up? I am because <laughs> I need to know now. But like, there's a few of them in it. This the most famous one, I guess, is called Julia. Okay, so this sound was recorded on March first, nineteen ninety nine, 
on the Eastern Equatorial Pacific Autonomous Hydrophone Array. <laughs> A bunch of words that I don't understand. Um, and it's so it was known as Julia, but it, they believe it's likely a large iceberg that has run aground off Antarctica. Oh, and it made a big noise. I guess. Um, but I, I don't think it's been uh, confirmed. And now I'm trying. Okay, Julia, here's the sound. That weird. <laughs> it sounds like whale song. Okay, I don't know if you guys heard that, so I'm gonna play, play it again. one more time, a little louder. Weird. But it's not like that was recorded underwater. It was like that's so weird. It was it was recorded by the NOAA, which is the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. So they think that it was likely an iceberg, but it was loud enough to be heard over the entire Equatorial Pacific Ocean array. Right? That's Which is crazy. (laughs) I don't know. The stuff like that just like, the ocean scares the crap out of me. The ocean is a terrifying place, yes. Yeah, like there's that one spot in the Pacific Ocean that the closest person to you is somebody in the International Space Station. Oh, I hate that. Don't you fact. hate that? Yeah. I absolutely hate There's that fact. A spot, a teeny tiny spot in the Pacific Ocean where the nearest person to you is an astronaut in freaking outer space. <laughs> so the ocean basically, <gasps> what? Oh, tell me. What do you see? Okay. I just got chills because apparently, whew, apparently there was also a picture taken from NASA's Apollo 33A5 at the same time as the Julia sound. No. And it shows a large, I'm so freaked out, it shows a large shadow swaying through the southwest section of Cape Cadre at the same time. Let me see it. Is it a megalodon? Well, okay, so (laughs) this isn't showing the picture. Um, It just says that it happened. Okay, okay. So I would need to do some more uh, digging to find it. I need to see this picture. Um, If we find it, we'll put it on. Yes. Uh, Oh my gosh. That is so creepy. And I just... I yeah I'm done we're Ooh, done I, that's a little off track it but is I do feel like we should do like the ocean is so terrifying the ocean is so haunted you guys like, it's so haunted <laughs> haunted ocean but it's like so creepy to to go back to our our poor like lighthouse family like there's some people that are are cut out for that line of work and but I'm sure after their children said that hands were reaching up at them out of the ground during playtime they're like okay no more (laughs) i can't do it anymore you know um well and also it's just like we've actually had past episodes where we talk about lighthouses lighthouses and lighthouse families and like living Mm -hmm. there and stuff and it's already a pretty isolating experience experience to then I mean, to then literally be yeah. on an island that has corpses, whether or not they live on the north side or the south side, when they came home after 17 days, they knew something yeah. happened. And there were over 50 
corpses within days yeah. of that. And looking at the island itself, there's not, it's it's not like a typical, like, you pull up on the beach and there's sand and it's kind of like a, a gradual slope up to the island. It's kind of rocky yeah. and inconsistent in parts. So, like, I don't know if there's many safe spots to pull up on the island. So, if, like, if they can't, if they, ha- I'm sure they had some sort of boat that would take them right. to the mainland. Like, if they couldn't put that boat in the water on their side, like, they were going to have to go yeah. down to that side where it kind of slopes. But it's very, it's, it's not... It- it's wooded, essentially. Like, there's a bunch of yes, trees on it. It's, there's basically, like, a forest on it. And, like, how terrifying would it be to, like, know that there's... Because bo- I imagine <sighs> that these these victims of this massacre, I, I imagine that they were all taken, bound. But if they weren't, and, like, they were running, you know, like, if yeah, they had been... Yeah, I mean, there's... The, the thing is, is that we don't have all the details, right? Because it was... It was not talked about it was purposely not talked about and they they created this fear around it so we don't have all of the details the forensic scientists in 2009 though they were able to uncover some information to me the fact is well and they i mean some of it does lead to the idea that there may have been some running involved Mm -hmm. or things like that because they tried to flee. They had two or three bullet wounds to the back of their heads. First yeah. of all, if you're point blank shooting somebody, you don't need to shoot even once more. You don't need or if they two were, bullet right. wounds. I mean, if they were doing like the firing wall route, which would be very common also for the time. That, yeah, but if they're on be, an yeah. if they're on an island, like that's not as yeah. simple. Yeah. Um, also, the fact that they made some of their victims dig their own That's shallow graves slow. and essentially they were so there were a couple of like large shallow graves where they piled bodies yeah <sighs> yeah it's all really dark moving on to like the haunted stuff one thing i'll say is because people didn't go to this island and people don't really go to this island still we don't have a lot of accounts of the actual haunting mm-hmm. and i do think a lot of it is more just permeated through the culture of, like, you don't go there. Mm-hmm. There are ghosts there. Um, yeah. We only really had the one kind of first-hand account, in, account of The of scratching. Something. But the yeah. scratching, that's a pretty... That gets your attention. That Yeah, that's a pretty, like, extreme one. Yeah, and... And those those places are, and it's interesting too that the story talks about how bad luck followed them, like yes. leave, once leaving, and it almost <laughs> there's stories like this that give, um, I I think a lot of like Japanese myths a lot of credit yes. because it's like because something so atrocious happened in it life, created bad spirit, it created something. Yes. Whether or not it's it's almost like it's not even human spirit. Yeah. It's like a bad luck energy which just gave me like chills to think about that there's things out there you could you could equate it kind of to poltergeist right well the fact that the captain literally used the word cursed like yeah you don't normally say a place is haunted and assume a curse so that also adds an extra layer of people being like no this is also a cursed place Mm -hmm. like whatever happened has created a cursed place Mm -hmm. that people do not go to and that being said there's graffiti on the island there is actually now a memorial to them which Mm. is great um to the victims there but it is still uninhabited it is still run down and like overgrown and people still don't go there still for sale yeah exactly like it probably will be 
And I don't see the point of selling a place like that. You know, like, it's not like it's some sort of yeah. uh, agricultural spot where they could, you know, profit off of from the mainland. You know, I, I don't understand what the point of selling it. Well, it would be a private island. So it would be, you know, you could build on it. You could build a private island home. You could, like, people did live there mm-hmm. in the past. So there was a whole monastery where people lived right. there and they're like, so technically it's like, Oh, this is a great deal. If I am a rich person who wants to own a private Island for mm-hmm. my own need, like lots of, like lots of people actually do own private islands. I don't, but like people do. <laughs> Wait, you don't? <laughs> oh, you don't. You don't? Oh, but Cro- like, sad. but I, I can understand that. Like Croatia is beautiful. So oh, I can, it's gorgeous. That's where they filmed. First of all, even the island is gorgeous. The they island have is very cypress. Pretty. They have like all. They have cactus. Like they mm-hmm. have beautiful wildlife. And, yeah. Like I was gonna say, it's where they filmed Game of Thrones or part oh, of yes, it. So it's yes. yeah, it's it's pretty. But yeah, I don't know if I could do. I could. I don't know if I could it's do that. Hard to ignore what happened. There, Even though. if it's like, say the curse exists. <laughs> say the even if we want to call the restless spirits you know, present and, and aggravated and active, like on the island, I still find it would be hard to live my life on a place knowing where that happened. Yeah, you know, like, same. it's just, it almost feels like insulting yeah. to the, those that died there to, to like, I agree. I'm, I'm just going to bypass the fact that something, uh, some human atrocity occurred here. And I'm just going to try to live my life on it, on top of I it. Agree. And I'm not saying that there's a, disre- there's a, re- like, there's a respectful and a disrespectful way that you could do that. So like, no offense to somebody some millionaire who buys this place. And I was like, I'm going to do that, but I'm still what? honestly though, like, a little offense to you. Cause you're a millionaire. So pick another Island. A little offense. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It, it, so for some reason you talk about it, like a, a curse makes me think of, um, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. If any of you have played it. Okay. Yeah. I love Assassin's Creed. That's like my thing. Um, but in Valhalla, you stumble upon cursed, places and you have to break the curse and but it's it's weird because it's like when you enter into like the radius of the cursed object your controller vibrates the screen darkens you're breathing you can hear your character like they're in dress almost like moving through the space where the item is cursed and like your your camera is like filtered almost looks like ash is being like sprinkled at you but i think it's a really good interpretation until you can identify the cursed object or spell and you destroy it and then it lifts which I don't know why it made me think of this, but it kind of because it stresses me out in the game. Like, so it would be stressful to go onto yeah. an island that you believe is cursed. Yeah, yeah, just feeling the heavy, the presence of it, knowing that it's literally all around you. And in this case, it's not an object. It's right, it's just spirit. the place. It's the soil. It's so all that to say, I feel like it might bring us to our verdict. I think so. Honestly, haunted. haunted. Yeah, yeah. I think that the fact that this island is closer to Dubrovnik than the other ones that are visited, and even today still, it is uninhabited, not visited. Nobody has tried to, like, build a hotel there for profit. Like, Mm -hmm. people literally believe it's cursed. Ship captains won't go there. To me... I'm like, if the people are screaming it at you, listen. Yeah. That's that's where I'm at with it. Give it, I mean, maybe another hundred years 
more removed from maybe those that, events yeah. of history, maybe it would it would go and but it would. But it's way it's recent. But it's it's, very it's too recent. it's just too soon. Yeah. I think. But I think I think that's a, a huge a huge part of it, and the fact that there's so many people uh, from that generation and their children who yeah. it's been passed down to the the curse is alive. It um, is, and I think it might yeah. like. The fact is, is that nobody's been held accountable for that massacre. Mm-mm. And so I think that just leads you to restless spirits. Yeah. And it's kind of like, it, it, it can make you think about all the atrocities of World War Two, And you and we still, at least I feel like, it's like, I don't think truly those who were responsible were were held accountable. You know, right. for, for the scale of devastation. Like, like some no, were. Yeah, like some were, sure. Um, but there were a lot of people who got away got away with it and and, you know there's the like a lot of nazis moved to south america Mm -hmm. and and yeah and i i think it's like those those stories that come up i think there was one recently where there was like this guy who was really old and he got and like they found out he was actually somebody prison guard like yeah yeah, and and people were like oh but he's so old and it's like yeah but he still did that was a netflix documentary wasn't it it was like monster next door or something like that yeah but i was like i mean but yeah there's there are some things that are just so unspeakable that i don't know if you can fully if humans could pay yeah like yeah that there there is a way to fully reconcile to make it right quote unquote exactly or see yeah. that justice had been served yeah like i don't know if there ever is for something and that's how it feels like here is like those people who, who did this they're not gonna they're get not, the justice they deserve and because there's no justice i feel like these spirits probably can't ever rest. rest yeah and so i think that's how you get a haunted island is that do you want a haunted island because that's how you get a haunted island i don't know well we're gonna go get on google earth and find some islands that aren't haunted that are for purchase because so. we all just have so much so much fluid income just chilling out so anyway we'll be back next week with more honestly haunted thank you as always for listening to honestly haunted please follow us on social media at honestly haunted and consider becoming a patreon supporter to help us continue to grow if you haven't already leave us a five-star review we'll be back with more honestly haunted Little round, Steve. <laughs>